Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. I hope you all had a great Memorial Day weekend. I am Associate Editor Brielle Jekyll, and it is Workplace Safety Month on the podcast and in the workplace. The month of June is Workplace Safety Month, and today we are talking about technology's influence on safety in the supply chain with an ex executive who knows quite a bit about this subject from a company named WorkJam that focuses on creating a digital workplace. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi everyone, I am here with Will Eady, who is the CRO at WorkJam, and we're super excited to talk about technology and safety in the workplace in the supply chain. Hi Will, thank you so much for coming on. Hi Brielle, thank you for having me. So uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it because I want to really kind of get into how technology has really affected safety in the supply chain. I just had a recent episode where it showed uh, with ISN who reported that logistics and warehousing is one of the top industries that has injuries in the workplace. And I know that technology has grown so much in the past 10 years. I want to know how that's affected the workplace in the supply chain, good and bad. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I think uh, my view certainly comes about it from technology, especially around um, digital workplace and interaction and collaboration with that frontline workforce that's on the ground floor in our distribution, manufacturing and 3PL type environments. Um, and, you know, listen, I think one of the reasons that you see a high incidence of, of safety is because you have, you know, very complex ecosystems in these, in these places, right, where especially where technology is evolved, where you have a lot of electronic picking and packing, you have gigantic um, scapes set up for, for hosting um, and cross-docking type um, products. You know, you go into any million square foot warehouse these days and it's floor to ceiling with um, with boxes that are automated, right? Where they're being picked and packed by robots and then and then sort of loaded on to individual shipping containers by the, the folk, the frontline staff that's working there. So one, you have this, this change in this complex environment where things are moving very, very quickly, where there's racks that, that there didn't used to be racks and people maybe aren't aware of where to step, where not to step. So I think that's one. Now one, that's taken a lot of the danger out of it for people. So I think that's a great thing that technology has done. You probably have a lot less forklift incidents. You have a lot less boxes dropped on people's feet. You have a lot less people's arms getting caught in things. But I think, you know, now, and you probably have a lot less injury in terms of folks that just weren't lifting boxes, right? Right. Like um, my experience in human capital management and learning and development area is we spent a lot of time training warehouse staff just how to properly pick things up, right? So they didn't hurt themselves in their back. I think you probably see a lot of reduction in those type of injuries with technology. I think the good where we hopefully see a lot of reduction in safety incidences, like never before, we have the opportunity to collaborate with our frontline, meaning we can educate them on our new processes with, in the palm of their hand, right? On a tablet or a phone or a kiosk. Right. Um, so not only can we communicate processes and tell them what's coming, we can actually train them in the palm of their hand while they're on the floor. So I think you see a lot of companies doing 
like on the job training, not just in like a classroom in the break room with a video like they used to. You see a lot of people saying, hey, let's walk the floor, allowing you to see step by step how to keep yourself safe. Um, and then to be very honest with you, I think the ability to let like um, head office communicate down with this spoken head up model that we see in distribution allows them to talk about the importance of, of safety. Um, you know, when I when I speak to our customers or when they when they get on and do webinars with us, they talk about one of the coolest things I've seen is they run programs about, um, you know, why do you go home safely? And in this, they allow their team members to post on their internal communication systems in that digital workplace. Hey, I go home because my grandmother relies on me to take care of her. I go home because my four kids need me to take care of them. Or I go home because my my furry friends expect me to feed them. And when you give the people that the ability to have this voice and why safety is important, you actually see people embrace it. So those are just a couple of ways that technology helps. Sorry for the long-winded answer. You can tell I get excited about this. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, do you think that there, you know, obviously most employers don't want you on your phone, but do you think that people walking through the warehouse on their own personal devices or even their work devices, do you think that causes a little bit of distraction that can see more injuries? So I don't. Um, in, in fact, I think you definitely don't see a lot of personal devices on the floor and for all those safety reasons. Although I will tell you increasingly a different side of safety and, and I've heard some customers like heads of logistics talk about, um, they are increasingly having to let people have phones on the floor just so that people can get in touch with them. You know, somebody didn't get picked up from school, uh, uh, you know, a spouse maybe had a, a, an accident, they do need to be able to be reached. So increasingly you're seeing people with BYOD, bring your own device policies around that. You're also increasingly seeing um, bring your own device policies for things like, hey, the pick and pack app is on this, the shift app is on this, the learning app is on this. So as long as there's a policy like, hey, in this lane where we have robots moving, you don't have your phone, but while you're here at this desk or while you're here at this station at the appropriate times, and if you're using the technology, I think it's okay. But, but to your point, I see a lot of shared device type things. So whether there's somebody has an iPad and a key as a kiosk or a zebra or a Honeywell device as part of their picking and packing, if you make it part of the normal job flow, I think we've seen a lot of studies that it does not lead to those industries, especially if you can train and communicate around how to do it safely. Obviously, you don't want people to be distracted in a warehouse, especially in a busy warehouse. Mm -hmm. But I think that that, that but the distractions come in all sizes. And I think when properly communicated, that that, that hasn't been um, that, that's been something that I think people have gotten a lot better at in the past five to six years. How do you feel that companies are using technology to prevent injuries and to increase safety? Yeah, I mean, so I think obviously in terms of um, you have a lot of automated things around sensors and the automation of processes that actually take the risk of, you know, of, of injury out of it, where, where there's a lot of warning signs, where, where belts and things are getting shut down automatically based on technology. That's, that's the hard, right, process piece. But then I do really believe um, we've seen focus on workplace safety. And when you put focus on it, then can you train people properly? Um, I just saw a stat, you know, from, uh, from one of the large logistics trade organizations that when that when there's a there's a plan for learning and development and training and communication around safety, that there's actually a 65% reduction in safety. And that's a really large number, especially in these warehouses where you have a lot of people. 
So if, you, if we can keep increasing those numbers, then we can increasingly keep people safe. It's, so I think because if you give the ability to message on all levels of what's happening in that supply chain, we talked, you know, here's how you lift properly. Here's how you deconstruct a pallet properly. Here's how this machine works. Here's how this machine is clean, right? One of the reasons I think that sometimes you see incidents is that somebody's asked, being asked to use new machinery that's new to them. Maybe it was somebody that has been working in the industry for 30 years and they're very used to how they, you know, how, how the box cutter works. And now we've implemented a new technology and they're expected to clean it, to service it and to run it. If we can train them on that and communicate how the process works on it, you're gonna get rid of those initial kinks where somebody could get hurt and we can avoid those types of injuries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think visibility in the supply chain and in warehousing has just increased so much and has helped in so many different ways. It's, it's crazy to think about how many ways that visibility helps so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So of course we know that a lot of people kind of flock to COVID or flock to technology during COVID to kind of help fill the gaps where people couldn't be close to each other and things like that. And obviously people are using technology to onboard new systems. Um, and, you know, like you said, get proper training without having to be, you know, in a classroom or, you know, you can do hands-on with all these different technologies. Um, but how do you feel that COVID has changed the use of technology in regards to safety? That's a great question. And something I wasn't even thinking about in my previous answers. I mean, the obvious answer is that you saw everybody very quickly. You said it, they went to um, remote or hands-off or digital onboarding, right? Digital communication. We got rid of things where we weren't passing out pieces of paper or handing on the digital board, on the, on the bulletin board. We were creating digital bulletin boards and lines of communication top down and bottom up. So those are some of those, those initial reactions. I think you moved very, very quickly. Then the biggest thing I saw in the industry was, was this whole conversation around health check. And I think you're going to see it uh, you saw it quickly for COVID. I think you're going to see it remain for past COVID, right? We saw the reduction in things that were not just COVID, but the flu and the allergies. So letting people, having, giving people the option to check in before work um, would, became really big. The follow-on to that was that they actually instituted a lot of technologies for allowing people that were, um, that said, hey, I don't feel well, ways to swap their shift. And then ways for on-floor managers to quickly crowdsource labor to fill those shifts. I mean, we saw our warehouses, the demand was up, right? They were all adding extra shifts. You would have to stack those quickly. So that was a result of COVID. And I think the obvious one, I actually did my very first on-site visit to a distribution center just about three weeks ago. Um, and in everywhere, I think everywhere we go in distribution centers now, we're going to have that health check on someone's device. We're increasingly going to see things like temperature monitors and even questions for check-in. We're going to ask visitors to answer some different questions, and all those technologies are going to converge. So, based on how I answer it, uh, you know, on my personal device, a check-in question, I might be prompted to do some follow-up on site, or like I said, I might be prompted to then tell the manager that I can't work my shift. Give them some options to automatically broadcast some open shifts to fill that labor need. Um, so, I think that's sort of the closed-loop circle we're going to start seeing. Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you think the future is going to look like in the long term for safety in the workplace in regarding technology? Listen, I think one, you're going to see people continue to adapt any technology they can that keeps their team safe. I think if we, you know, um, if we want to look for what are some continued silver linings that came out of the, 
the focus on our frontline teams out of the last year's pandemic. I think you had employers that were already taking great care of their employees look to do more. I think you had folks that said, hey, how do we need to hire people now? And we have to become a better place to work. They're embracing those technologies. So I think focus on safety, employee engagement, employee happiness, and employee retention, they all go hand in hand, right? You want to be able to say to somebody that's coming into work that not only you're an engaging employer and you're a great place to work, but you're a safe place to work. So I think you're going to see people embrace all those technologies we've just talked about to continue to do that. I think you're going to see people connect HR more with the front lines easier in terms of being able to have questions and again, answer questions, talking about benefits. I mean, all those things go to safety as well, right? You have a great benefit package. It can help keep people from small-term problems becoming long-term problems. I think technology is such a great um, help for safety in not just the workplace and everything. I mean, I went for a walk with, uh, with my fiance with our dogs last night and my dog like ran after something. And so I accidentally hit my watch and it almost called the police and we were laughing like oh no like we don't we it almost called the police but like how helpful would that have been if something was going on exactly I, my, it's in sort of about the same thing and, and kind of making fun of myself my wife and i went and took this uh this 25 mile bike ride this past weekend it was our first long one of the season and i kept looking at my apple watch saying you know if my heart rate gets too bad is it i hope this thing automatically calls the ambulance for me yeah <laughs> so, right <laughs> Exactly. Listen, you know, you talk about technology. Um, we, we, we actually work a lot with, um, with a lot of the device manufacturers, but, it's, but also specifically with Apple. And I think you're going to increasingly see things around, you know, um, Apple watches to track, not for privacy reasons, but saying, hey, let's track these steps, let's see how we can keep people safe. What paths are people going so that we can map our robotic bots moving quickly so they stay out of human way? You're going to see that convergence of like self-wearing technology, wearable technology and safety become into play. Like you just said, I mean, imagine, you know, someone's working on in one part of the warehouse alone and something like a wearable and Apple watch is able to, to make alerts or is able to say, Hey, this worker's heart rate's high. I think we're going to continue, you know, I don't think that's three months away, but I think we're going to start to see things like that come into the, into the warehouse space and, and increase this conversation around safety. Yeah. And even, you know, the exoskeletons that are out today can help you can really help save like the human body automation definitely helps that wear and tear that warehousing workers see so much. And then there's even things, there's sensors and stuff that I think can track, you know, ergonomics and help find those pain points where people are doing repetitive motions and things like that and help, you know, alleviate those pain points. That's exactly it. Well, that's all I have time for today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me about this. Thanks for having me. This was really, uh, this was really interesting. And uh, I look forward to continuing to hear your podcast. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Riel for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple, and Google Playlist apps so you never miss an episode.